Today's episode is titled, Crafting a Personal Brand to Stand Out and Move Ahead. Teresa and I are speaking with Annie Margarita Yang. Annie is the definitive voice in millennial finance, specializing in strategies for beating today's tough economic challenges. Listen in. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Earrings Off. We want to invite you to subscribe, rate, and leave us a review. You can find us on Facebook at Earrings Off Podcast and on Instagram at The Earrings Off Podcast. Welcome to Earrings Off. I'm Lou. And I'm Teresa. Let's get started. Well, hello. We have with us today Annie Margarita Yang. Welcome, Annie, to Earrings Off. Thanks for joining us. Lou and Teresa, thank you so much for having me on Earrings Off. So excited to be here today. Well, we are excited because we are we read your bio and we know you come with a lot of information, um, not only that we want to hear, but we're sure that's going to bring value to our listeners. So let's jump right in. Now, Annie, in today's digital age, what does personal branding truly mean? We hear that a lot. So what does that truly mean? Well, let me tell you what it's not. People think it's something you deliberately work on, but it's not like that. Everyone already has a personal brand. So even if you don't even have any social media profiles, your personal brand is the I'm not on the internet personal brand because personal brand is basically what other people think of you. It's their perception of you. So no matter what you do, people will always cast their evaluations and their judgments on you. So that's all it is. So if you're on Facebook all the time posting pictures of houses that you're selling, you have the I sell houses brand. Or if you're always posting your MLM pyramid schemes and peddling the latest Amway product, you're the (laughs) I'm part of the MLM pyramid scheme personal brand, right? So the question is really, are you trying to curate your personal brand so that people think that you are the industry expert that everyone should seek advice from and give work opportunities to. You know what? That, Annie, that is so good because, you know, we, well, I'll just speak for myself. You know, I get the impression from all of the information that you read and you hear about personal branding that it's something that, you know, you just got to do all of this research and put together all of this. But what you're saying is it happens organically is what I'm hearing. That's correct. You already yeah. have one. You just don't even know it. <laughs> wow. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So how does personal branding differentiate a job seeker in a competitive market? And how can it elevate an individual in their niche? Someone who doesn't have a personal brand is not going to be given as many opportunities. Like, for example, especially for job seekers. But this applies yeah. to uh, freelancers and entrepreneurs as well. Like Uh before anybody these days wants to even talk to you, they're going to look you up. They want to do their due diligence, basically. It's almost like, Mm -hmm. you know, on Tinder where you have to match with someone and then you you go on a first date. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Before you go on that first date and have dinner for like one to two hours, who is this guy? Is he a creep? Is he going to kill me? Is he going to stop me? Or is he like, you know, handsome and going to be a good father for my future kids, right? Right. So you want to look this guy up on the internet and find out everything you can (laughs) before you go. And so it's the same thing before someone wants to give you a job or the interview for the job, right? Before someone wants to partner with you for business, before 
someone wants to become your client, they will yeah. look you up. Right. So you got to be yeah. careful because people these days, they post whatever they want. They rant online. They complain. You know, we have people posting about the Ukraine war. We have people posting about the Israeli uh, Gaza war. It's like yeah. they have all sorts of opinions, but you have to be careful what you're posting online. Otherwise, as we've seen, um, law firms have rescinded job offers. Right, from, right, right. From Harvard students. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And Annie, I'm going to tell you, I had an experience with that probably about 10 years ago. Um, a gentleman that I hired, when he came in, he said, um, yeah, you know, he was letting me know he knew all about me, my career, where I went to school. And I was like, what? And he <laughs> said, well, certainly I wanted to know what kind of, you know, what kind of director you were. I wanted to know what kind of person I was going to be under and your management style. And he knew so much about me. Yeah. And that was the first time that it ever happened to me in hiring someone, at least that they said that they did it. And he was he actually did quite a bit of research on me, even so talking to people. Were you were you impressed or were you creepy? I was I know I was I was quite impressed because um I mean, I knew he was top tier and that just confirmed, you know, yeah, this is the kind of person I want on my team, you know? So yeah, that happens. So um, for someone just starting out, either looking for a job or launching their own venture, what would you say are the initial steps they should take to establish a strong personal brand? The first initial step is you must have a professional headshot, a selfie taken with your iPhone, um, a cropped out photo of you at a wedding taken by a professional wedding photographer isn't going to cut it. I want people to go on Google and search for headshot photographer near me and look for all their look through all their portfolios to see what's the right vibe that you're trying to go for, because if it's not the right vibe already based on their track record, it's not going to work out after you take your photo. So don't waste your money. <laughs> yeah. And um, you have to look great. Like 80% of looking great in a photo is actually pre photo shoot. So people are not just born looking photogenic. You have to actually groom yourself. A lot of beauty um, and aesthetic is really about grooming yourself to conventional standards. So how do you look great in your headshot? Well, you have to also, here's the first thing you have to Take a picture of yourself in every outfit in your closet, right? Don't just look in the mirror. Actually take a picture of yourself because the mirror is not accurate. What really matters is how it looks on camera. And that will give you a good idea of how, how well it will look in the final photo at the shoot, right? Second thing is you need to get your hair done. It's not enough to just wash your hair that day and like blow dry it at home. You need to actually book an appointment at the salon right before the shoot and you know, get a fresh haircut, cut off all the split ends and um, tell your stylist, I'm about to head into a photo shoot. Can you style my hair to make it look great? And the third thing is don't do your own makeup. This is for both men and women. Get a professional makeup artist to do it because if you try to do your own makeup and you're not familiar with camera makeup techniques, you're gonna look washed out because camera makeup is a lot cakier. That's why we see like Instagram models and celebrities in the photo, they look great. But if you look at it in real life, it's so cakey. They look like a clown, right? Mm -hmm. Well, that's because the lights in the studio, they're so bright that if it's not caked on, it looks washed out. I'm glad we're going to have this audio because Teresa and I are going to need to refer back to this. So thank you. 
welcome. That's right. Okay. So what about missteps? What are some um, common missteps that people make when they're crafting their personal brand and how can they be avoided? The common misstep is lack of consistency both okay. in their picture and in their name. Those are like very easy fixes. So you have to think of um, personal branding online and being recognizable online, almost like, let's say uh, you're going to an in-person community center and you see someone regularly. Well, you see all sides of them, all angles. So next time you see them, you'll recognize them right away. But on the internet, mm -hmm. everything's 2D. So if you see one photo of someone, um, and then on a different profile, like on their Facebook, instead of their LinkedIn, they have an older photo or they're looking to the right. They're not looking at the camera. Can you actually tell it's the same person sometimes? Well, many times you can't tell. Mm -hmm. So the only way to tell that it is the same person is to use the same picture across all of your profiles, the same exact one, not a different angle one from the same photo shoot, but like the same exact one. And then your name as well, people screw that up. Uh, some people are not consistent in their names. Sometimes they use their first name, last initial. Then in another profile, they do first name, last name. Uh, then there's also first name, middle name, last name, or first name, middle initial, last initial. You know, like mm -hmm. there's so many variations you can come up with just, just like this. And mm -hmm. the, the problem is if you're not using the same exact written form throughout all of your profiles on the internet, um, when Google tries to index you, it can't tell that you're the same person. So therefore, when someone tries to Google you and you're coming, you're trying to look like an expert, they can't tell, you know? So that's why I personally, even though in real life I'm Annie Yang, I use Annie Margarita Yang across all of my profiles because then when you search on Google, Annie Margarita Yang, everything that's related to me comes up. If you search just Annie Yang, you can't find anything. Wow. Okay. Okay. Well, so Annie, people often have unique stories to tell. So how can storytelling play a role in personal branding and how can you use it effectively? Personal branding basically makes you feel, makes people feel like they can relate to you. It's almost like more human and personal, you know, like when you share your story, people are like, wow, I didn't know we had so much in common or like, I understand how you feel. So because like people think work is just work, right? But it's not like that. We're, we're not robots. We need stories to go with our lives as well. So what I like to do is I like to tell people to think about their identity because there's a lot of loaded um, existing stereotypes people place tied to their identity that they cannot change. Like, for example, my identity is I'm an Asian American, not mm -hmm. just that born in New York, uh, millennial. So I'm young and I've got that stereotype of like, she must be entitled and spoiled to go with it. Right. Um, and then there's a stereotype of like woman, woman mm -hmm. cannot get ahead in their career. Women have a, a glass ceiling or something like that. There's like all these sorts of stereotypes tied to me having these um, minority identities, but I don't play on that to be a victim. Right. Like mm -hmm. I'm not about victimhood. I'm more about like, okay, here I am. I'm starting here with this. People think I'm far behind the line. Um, but here's where I'm going. So my story is more like I started from nothing. Can I become a self-made millionaire in my thirties? You know, if I work really hard and I set my mind to it and I make progress and I show people the discipline and the commitment that I've made, can I actually achieve the things that I want to do? 
Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot that you can do with stories. People can relate to, to anything, especially mm-hmm. if you came from nothing. You can mm-hmm. turn that into a really, really powerful mm-hmm. story. And so and you have to be willing to share that part of yourself with others. Yes, that's yeah. right. And I, I don't. Yeah, people are always like, wow, Annie, you're so honest and authentic. Like you have so much courage to share. And I'm just like, I don't understand why you're so scared to share. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, I think. um people are so disconnected from each other because they're too scared to share. Mm-hmm. There's so much that you can share. And through your own story, you can help other people. Right. To feel more inspired to take action in their own lives. Mm-hmm. Okay. I like that. Yeah. Can you tell us about um, how one can pinpoint and communicate their unique value proposition to stand out in their industry? Yes. You have to think about what it is that you really offer to someone like, uh-huh. for example, it, it's not really about you. You have to think of it in the other person's shoes. You have to like really get into their head, almost like really understand their psychology to sell to them and make them want to open their wallet and pay you. Like, for example, <laughs> I, I never make it about me, especially in interviews. I make it about the other person. So I say, like, what what are your problems? What are you struggling with? What is driving you crazy? Like, if you mm-hmm. could just open your wallet and pay someone, and have have this problem disappear forever, what would that be, Mm -hmm. right? Um, It's different for everyone, but once you really understand their problems, then you can say, well, I can help you with that. Like for example, for job seekers, what drives them crazy? Oh my gosh, they're probably like working in a toxic workplace. They hate waking up on Monday mornings. They feel like they're underpaid. They're not appreciated by their boss. They're overworked. Um, Mm -hmm. They're constantly asked to work overtime. It's like, um, or they get like, expectations thrown on them like last minute mm-hmm. that they never knew about. Like there's mm-hmm. all these things that drive a job seeker crazy, mm-hmm. right? And so once you understand that mindset, you can do the opposite. Hey, I can help you. I can make sure you can find a more fulfilling career. Mm-hmm. You're gonna find a, um, a, a job where you can earn $35,000 more and you can buy a house. So basically mm-hmm. you flip that proposition around to be the exact opposite of what they're struggling with. So Annie, how often should you revisit and potentially adjust your personal brand? You know, uh, and what part does feedback from peers or mentors play in this? It, it should be really often. I don't think once a year, once a year is like too infrequent. Mm-hmm. I actually, because right now I'm branding myself as a best-selling award-winning author and trying to get on um, college campuses to give talks. Mm-hmm. Like my focus on personal brand has been like a daily thing. But I think for the average person, once a month is a pretty good thing to do, right? Okay. And as for feedback, um, always, always take feedback. Mm-hmm. Always. Mm-hmm. Now, don't get offended when someone gives you feedback, right? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. like I found that like when I give people feedback, especially unsolicited feedback, they get really offended. Mm-hmm. But it's like in good jest, you know? Mm-hmm. It's because mm-hmm. I think someone can have some improvement. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people, they get offended and they shut out that feedback. But that feedback mm-hmm. is super duper important in order to get ahead. Okay. That's helpful. Yeah. Yeah. So are there some specific challenges that people face when uh, building a, a personal brand? And if so, um, how how can they address them? Um, I think specific challenges is they believe that they can't do it. 
Okay. That's the number one thing that stops someone from doing it because it's really simple. I've laid out a, a whole plan and I'm literally making two videos a day explaining how to do your personal brand and walking people through on my YouTube channel. Click here, click there, go mm -hmm. on this website, right? And I'm literally showing them step-by-step -step visually on how to do it. So really, um, and I'm not the only one showing people how to do personal brands. Like there's so many people out there already teaching this. So it's not about lack of information or lack of access to resources. It's really, I think, um, the desire to do it, right? Mm -hmm. um, some people have told me that they don't want to do it because they're so scared of putting themselves out there. And then mm -hmm. I'm, I'm like, I'm not asking you to be an influencer. You know, I'm not asking you to be the next Gary V, right? <laughs> yeah. um, all I'm asking is for you to make a LinkedIn profile and showcase your achievements like yeah i'm not i'm not even asking you to make a facebook business profile instagram <laughs> business I'm, I'm not asking for that you know you can continue um having a really normal life but just polish it right um put your best foot forward that's really all i'm asking you to do but people um they have this belief that it has to be this big thing that they have to be famous in order to have a personal brand so i think that's the biggest challenge wow mm-hmm mm-hmm so given the rapid changes in the digital landscape and the way we present ourselves online, where do you see the future of personal branding headed? Well, in the future, I think more and more people will be given opportunities solely based on what's online, not just their resume. Because like, for example, uh, two months ago, I was taking an acting class and mm -hmm. someone in Gen Z was in that class and she told me that she found her acting teacher on TikTok. <laughs> I what? couldn't believe like, yeah, I couldn't believe it. Like <laughs> I'm here, I'm a millennial. I'm here on Google. I'm searching like acting teachers near me looking yeah. for a teacher and she's on TikTok <laughs> shopping for an acting teacher. Yeah. So um, yeah. I think more and more um, opportunities to to gain clients, to land jobs, they're going to be more from social media rather than from just a Google wow. search or mm -hmm. from putting your resume into a pile. I think more right. and more will be all like social media based. Wow, that's interesting. And now that you said that, I can see uh, things moving in that direction because I tell you, TikTok is very popular and people, there are a lot of different um, professionals on there sharing their information. And, you know, when you view their um, video, it, they're very impressive. And so I can see people being intrigued and saying, let me check them out, you know? So, okay. Well, those are all of the questions that we have for you today. Um, do you have any parting words for our audience, Annie? Yes. I want people to remember um, my motto, which I want everyone to embrace and adopt is to go big or go home right yeah. like people will reject you they will hate you i get hate comments i get insults in <laughs> fact right before this call i was in a pre-interview with a podcast host and she didn't like what i had to say <laughs> she was like yeah you're not getting on my show i was like okay <laughs> um, but it's okay it's okay when people tell you no it's okay when people don't resonate with your message or they think you're unqualified you don't have what it takes right because what really matters is who says yes so right. i'm not really sure of the background of your listeners but mm -hmm. like i always think of like jesus mm -hmm. right and all he needed was 10 followers and he just said follow me and those mm -hmm. 10 people spread the message of christianity and look at christianity today 
Right, right. right. But look at how many people rejected it as well. Right. But that's not right. what Jesus cared about. So I think of it the same way. Like I'm getting on, I'm booked on a, let's say a hundred podcasts at the moment. I had to reach out to 500 and 400 rejected me, but that's okay. Cause a hundred said, we'd love to have you here, Annie. Yeah. And that's all that matters. Yeah. Who says yes to you? Who loves you? So don't focus on the haters. Okay. <laughs> well, wow. Thank you so much, Annie. Well, we are one of the ones that we were, we are delighted that you came on Earrings Off. And uh, thanks for sharing your message with us. We know, again, that it's one that will resonate with our listeners. So, again, thank you. And we wish you all the very best. Take care. Thank you, Lou and Teresa. Have a great evening. All right. You too.